When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank. A little bit of an early, early edition of the tailgate as we're going to hear from Christian Doolittle coming up and really focus on one of the standouts for the Sooners so far in the 2018-2019 college hoop season. Of course, a tough one with the Sooners falling to Kansas State, but there is no doubt that Doolittle has become one of the keys for Oklahoma. He's had a very unique route to get to where he is, had a standout freshman season, uh, then had academic issues, which cost him his fall semester of his sophomore year, and fell behind. But he has bounced back here in his junior season, and prior to scoring seven in the loss to Kansas State, he had been in double figures in five of his last six games, including 24 points against TCU and the game winner. We asked Alon Kruger at practice this week just to kind of go into what he's seen from one Christian Doolittle and the advancements in his game. Yeah, he's always been really good defensively, uh, confidence-wise. Uh, I think he's one of the premier defenders in the country. He, cover, he covers one through five. He's got a great communicator on the floor. He's got a great feel for what's going on defensively. And now he's you know, starting to see that same confidence on the offensive end, which is fantastic. He's got a good skill, you know, skill set, good package of uh, abilities, uh, shoots the ball well, uh, takes the ball to the rim well. Uh, again, he's got a good feel for what's going on. So it's great to see that confidence on the offensive end. Can you take us through you know, overcoming adversity, a tough start to last year, and really understanding his role and accepting it? Yeah, he's had an interesting, uh, interesting path. You know, off to a good start as a freshman, and uh, you know he fails to cite a couple of things academically and, and pays a price for that. And then, you know, that's a setback from a basketball standpoint because he misses a whole semester, uh, not just games, but also practice. And now he's uh, worked hard in the spring, summer, fall to get ready for this year, and uh, good to see it paying off. A 6'7", 236-pound junior out of Edmond. Post-practice, we caught up with Christian Doolittle, and it was kind of funny to set the tone here. 
Uh, we had waited around. Ben Coldagelli, kind enough to come out and set up this interview with us post-practice. And Christian was the last guy to leave the gym. He went through all of his different practice shots, went all the way around the three-point line after Aaron Kalixty and Christian James wrapped up. He was still out there shooting. So, I mean, I had to ask, right, is this typical? Does this typify a Christian Doolittle Day being the last guy to leave the gym? Uh, no, that's not typical. Um, me having class before this kind of limits how much time I can – how much work I can put in before practice. So um, the same amount of time I'll put in before practice, I just put in now. And class being important to you, how much did last year refocus you on that? And, and how much, I don't know, I, I hate to say a wake-up call, yeah. but what was that like for you? How challenging was that? Um, it, made me, it made me appreciate school a lot more than I did before uh, the incident happened. Um, it was a wake-up call, um, make, just making sure that um, I handle my business. Um, can't let my guard down again uh, regarding academics, but we're all straight with that. You know, it's interesting. Um, you got a lot of friends that are athletes here. I think what Alyssa Inna King and you are pretty tight. So, yeah. from that perspective, how cool is it with the environment that's created here to help you with other student athletes if there's things that are a struggle or just to have friends to rely on? Um, it's it's very important. Um, being an athlete, uh, we spend a lot of time together uh, in the summer because um, we're the only ones here. Uh, so we spent a lot of time getting to know each other. Um, freshmen moving into Headington together, and then the sophomores still living in Headington. Uh, you, you build a family within a family, if that makes sense. So um, as, regarding uh, as Alyssa, uh, that's my little sister. I'm really close to her. Um, but, yeah, uh, just having someone to rely on. Um, not, always having someone in your corner is very important. Um, whenever you feel like you can't go to a coach or a family member, um, having a friend is always important. You've really found another level the last several weeks. Can you can you pinpoint anything that's really clicked for you? Um, I would say I say just um, fighting through contact. Um, teams like to be really physical with me, um, given my size. So I had to use that to my advantage, uh, knowing that they were going to try to put a bigger guy on me. Um, just having to having to find ways to work around it, um, whether it be for myself or for my teammates. Um, and just, I would say one thing that stood out um, for the past few games is just execution, being able to make the right play consistently. Uh, I, I would say I'd be the uh, most important thing. Can you take me through, and I know there's a lot of basketball that has been played and still to be played, but can you take me through that shot against TCU and how it worked and what you saw as it developed? Uh, regarding the play, uh, Coach drew up a play for me to catch on the elbow and be able to drive. Uh, um, reading uh, Christian's man in the corner. If he was to help, the ball would go to Christian 100 times out of 100. Um, if he didn't help, it would have been mine all the way. So just be able to make that split decision on uh, whether I was what I was going to do, and I was able to make the right one. Pretty good atmosphere here on Saturday. How much do you feed off the energy and the fans, not just maybe even home, but also on the road? So you guys have been in some raucous road environments yeah. this year too. Um, regarding the home fans, um, their support has been really good. Uh, whenever we get in a little slump, uh, whenever we get them cheering and gets us going, uh, they, they really feed off of good defensive plays. So the more we make of those, the more they'll be into the game, and that just transfers into the energy of the whole team. Uh, regarding away, there's been some really tough crowds with uh, Kansas and Texas Tech, arguably one of the toughest two in the, in the whole conference. So um, getting those out of the way uh, early, which um, just sets the bar for what to expect for the rest of the games. Um, they might not be to the magnitude of those two teams, but just know that every team is going to have their give it their best shot. So 
um, just focusing in and not letting the crowd play a factor is uh, something that we need to work on. You're an Oklahoma kid. Have you always been a Sooner fan or kind of take me through that path that landed you here in Norman? Uh, never really a Sooner fan. Um, I'm actually the only one in my family to go to OU. My, um, my family are OSU fans, so... Uh, it has got to be a little bit awkward. Nah, it's not too <laughs> awkward because I, I was a because my brother my brother played football at OSU, so uh, we would spend all of our time down there in Stillwater, and so I was an OSU fan as well, a uh, football fan I should say. Um, but I mean OSU didn't recruit me, and OU did, and I committed here when I was a sophomore in high school, so I wasn't I didn't spend any time looking back. Now from that perspective, going forward, you end up what? You and Brady played AAU ball together or against each other growing up? I've known Brady since he was like six years old. Um, us being from Edmond at the time, we would always be on the same team, me and his older brother, um, and Brady would be on our team as well. We played uh, basketball, baseball together, uh, Little League. So I, I've known Brady for a really long time. Wait, wait Christian Doolittle, the baseball player, have we talked to Skip Johnson about this? Can we get you out at Mitchell Park? <laughs> no, nah, no. Nah. Baseball was not my sport. I did not have the attention span at the time for it. Um, yeah, it just wasn't for me. What's what's? I talked about what clicked the last few games, but what, when you look back, really kind of generated the the spark and the passion for hoops? What kind of said, okay, I, I I can do this and get my education paid for, and maybe even go further? Um, as far as having the confidence to uh, receive a scholarship, I would say me growing did a lot for that. Um, going into going into from eighth grade to ninth grade. I grew to 6'4", so that kind of changed things for me. Um, that made me stand out a little bit. Uh, and then just continuously to keep working, um, never be satisfied. I mean, a lot of people uh, are good in Oklahoma, but they sometimes they don't really make it out because they get satisfied. Or they just look at the competition that they're going against in Oklahoma and feel like they've made it. But um, going against kids from other states, uh, playing for the EYBL, uh, really opened my eyes and showed me what I needed to work on. And so just being able to to compete against the top-ranked uh, kids in the country also gave me confidence knowing that I, I can hold my own and then just transfer it into everything that I do. Yeah, let's go on this. Can you take me through how you feel about where this team is now, playing really good basketball, you having an increased role? How do you feel about where this team is and how good they can be? Um, sky's the limit. Um, our coach always preaches on we're not, uh, we're not practicing for um, just a practice or practicing for this ne- up next coming game practicing to play into March, um, go deep because we have what it takes to to uh, grind out possessions, grind out wins, um, leading with our defense and uh, having our offense follow that. Um, feel really good about the team. I feel like everybody does, so uh, we just got to keep playing hard. And before we wrap up, just wanted to take you more inside Jessica Cootie's future that you can find on Sooner Sports TV, Soonersports.tv, Soonersports.com with an in-depth look at Christian Doolittle. Just kind of ask her to take us behind the scenes, what she learned about the Sooner standout junior. Well, Jess, you and I both have had an opportunity to talk in depth with one Christian Doolittle. We've talked about him a lot on the show. We played his interview earlier today. What a story about a guy who you know, burst onto the scene during his freshman season, had some adversity to start his sophomore year, and is really starting to round into form as we march towards the madness in college basketball. Yeah, and, you know, I I talked to quite a few um, people about him, you know, especially since I I asked him, I said, when did you start to feel like, you know, things started to click, like, you know, you started to really get your groove back, and he said the Northwestern game. 
So, you know, it just, it was very frustrating for him a year ago. Um, you know, he got back, he, you know, he was uh, suspended, but then he, he got to play in the second half, but he said he felt behind, you know, he didn't feel, he felt out of place, like an outsider kind of coming into it because he wasn't kind of a part of, um, you know, the things that happened, the, the, the trips that kind of happen, those, those tournaments that you play in, in the non-conference teams really grow in that, in that time. And you travel, and a lot of times it's, it's just you two. You don't have a lot of fans there. You don't have, um, you know, maybe a lot of parents don't travel. And, you know, so it's really just kind of teasing. You know, he didn't get to do that. And he kind of just came into it and, and just felt really out of place and, and out of sorts a little bit. And so, you know, it took him, again, you know, some time to get back into it. And then um, still he, he told me, you know, didn't have the start to the season that he really wanted. But, Every player talks about how he's so unselfish and, and to the point where maybe too unselfish. And, you know, the coaching staff will tell you the same thing. And, and I asked him, I said, how many times have you heard the question or heard you need to be more aggressive? And he said, way too many times to count. And he said, it's a blessing and a curse that, you know, I'm an unselfish player. But, you know, I just have to figure out the balance of when to be aggressive and, and when to look for my teammates. And so it's just kind of one of those things where he's, He's done it a lot in practice, and his teammates have always seen it, but it's, he's not always done it in a game because he wants to make sure that his teammates are involved at all times, too. So, um, you know, it's, it's been neat. And I think what's cool to see is how much his teammates are happy for him in this time and in seeing him be the guy that they can rely on and, and deliver and step up in moments. That's what I think is, like, neat about this whole deal is it's it's almost like the teammates are like finally you're doing what we've seen you do for so long and what we need you to do. Ah, wow! I'm impressed with him. I can't get enough of him. He is. Uh, it blew me away with how well uh, I hadn't had a chance to talk to him. It blew me away with how well he laid things out. It blew me away with how uh, compartmentalized he would put things. I was really really impressed with everything that. Uh, that he had to say whenever I talked to him yesterday, Jess. What more did you learn about Christian Doolittle as you kind of inched more towards what might be the case, or excuse me, uh, as you inched more towards about kind of what has improved in him and, and what steps he took and, and which direction he was headed uh, in his career? What kind of stood out to you on Doolittle? Well, I mean, I, I think just kind of what I just talked about, that he's just kind of um, – it's it's been a process. You know, he, he – um, uh, was had a pretty good freshman year and, and um, didn't really have the sophomore season. It was frustrating for him, and he knew that he was capable of so much more, and he knew he could be a better teammate. And I think it was very hard on him that he you know, maybe felt like he let his team down a little bit. But he's a quiet guy. He's not a – he's not a um, – you know, doesn't love doing those interviews, but he's he's great to talk to, as you mentioned – um, but he's really had to be more of a leader this year. I, I think that's what I've really noticed, I think, more than anything, is, you know, he's not really a, a loud guy. He's not really, um, you know, a guy that's going to do a lot of talking. But this year he's kind of had to do that and step into that, and that's what he's talked about, getting out of his, his comfort zone to be more of a leader for this team. And, and um, he, he said, I've always been more of an action, um, you know, lead by example type of guy, but, you know, he's, he's been called upon to be more of a vocal leader. And, um, you know, as I listen in on huddles, he's doing a lot of talking. You can see him on the court kind of giving a little bit of directions, a little bit of orders. 
that that's not what we've seen from him in the past. And so I think it'll, in several areas, we've seen him grow and, and kind of reach new heights in his game that, um, you know, maybe we would have seen a year ago um, without the suspension, but I think is coming at the right time now um, when this team really needs with, you know, the injury to Jamani McNeese and the way that Doolittle's really been called upon to do that. And I just, I, I just love this team. I love that, you know, right now it's Doolittle, but, you know, tonight it could be Christian James or it could be Aaron Kulitsky or it could be Jamani McNeese or it could be, you know, there's so many different guys that could be the star of the show and they are all 1,000% okay with that. And, you know, just being a veteran kind of group, a, a group that has a lot of older guys, and, and they just – and I think it's probably set the tone by Miles Reynolds and Aaron Kalisti who haven't had the experience to play in March and to go into the tournament. And those two guys are some of the last people in the gym every time. And, you know, just players that just really all kind of embrace this um, this team-type feel, this team ball that, that Lon Kruger is kind of known for throughout his years. And I just – it's fun to see, and it's fun. It really is genuine when they all 1,000% are happy for whoever it is, the guy that gets the job done that night, as long as the job gets done, and it's a, it's a win column. It's a notch in the win column for this team. So there you go. Christian Doolittle very much in the spotlight this week on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Hey, we got big news in the world of football. We're going to have a special bonus episode coming up this weekend on Jalen Hurts plus the addition of – Three new members of the defensive coaching staff. Of course, we know about Alex Grinch being out as, as a defensive coordinator. Brian Odom now in at inside linebackers. And Roy Manning will coach the cornerbacks. We'll go in-depth on all the big football news coming up later this week on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the air. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.